0: to think I'm not going to throw away all 11 and a half <laughs> minutes of gold open. This is my fault. Honestly, at I'm this so point, starting. if you don't
1: start listening at like minute six, it's all your yeah, own fault. Really, so it is fault. really
0: funny to listen back to whatever it was we were thinking okay. about before we get to the actual business. Speaking of
1: make believe money, make
0: believe money. Three fine folks
1: discuss fictional fire dance. Make believe money. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan.
0: And, uh, Sorry, listeners, for the lapse in episodes, because Liz was recording on the wrong source for three whole episodes. So we're going to do them again. <laughs> and hopefully, uh, we remember just enough that this sounds real sharp and forget just enough that it's still
2: funny. <laughs> Listen, if we remember all of it, we're a long way from sharp still.
0: Oh, that's fair. <laughs> I do have to edit out like half of whatever we do. Mm -hmm. mostly because of the cat. Dan, what are we talking about today?
2: We're talking about Arrested Development. For the first time. For the third time. The
0: third time. The first, the second time that listeners will have heard it, the first time that we'll get it right.
2: The second time for
1: the second time. (laughs)
0: Lone star. We meet again for the first time, for the last time.
1: (laughs) Low key, though, I kind of talk about Arrested Development, at least in some way, like almost every day. He's really smug about it. in it.
2: What? He said low key in a very weird way. Oh. Did Sounds you say like Thomas Hilditch? I don't know what I said. You did. Oh, did I? You, <laughs> you mean is...
0: Tom Hiddleston? Because <laughs> I thought you meant Thomas Middleditch, and I can't stand that jerk. Oh, wait, no. is that his was real name? I not thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. That guy from Silicon Valley. I know who he yeah. is. Yeah.
2: I, I've never seen Silicon Valley, but I heard it's
1: good. It's you it's would really fun. like it. Yeah.
0: Um, I think that I would <laughs> watch. What?
1: The, this is only. Uh, this is a tangent cool. of the worst kind. More for Liz on to edit. Those, but um, <laughs> if you've not seen the Zombieland Two trailer, it would drive you nuts. Oh, because, is he in it heavily? Yeah. So there's this <sighs> whole weird thing where they're doing like uh they meet a like bizarro group of them.
0: Huh? Is he the Jesse the Eisenberg? Jesse
1: Eisenberg. Of oh my
0: gosh! The- Can I tell you two people I can't stand more than anyone in America <laughs> is Jesse Eisenberg and Thomas
2: Middleditch. <laughs> Which is weird because if they're doing a Reverso version, you should like one of them a lot and hate one of them a lot. You'd think, and
0: if they had cast like, I feel like the opposite of Jesse Eisenberg is Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
2: That's not a bad pull. You're not thinking laterally enough. No. The opposite is like Whoopi Goldberg.
1: <laughs> I feel like the opposite a If you're of talking lot about someone
2: who's like like him, but different in mild ways, but then it's yes. still like a young white person that you picked. If you want to talk opposite, the opposite, opposite is, is like a tree.
0: Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> Grandmother Willow plays his opposite. <laughs> Man, I'd watch that though.
1: I'm just saying, go opposite.
0: Whoopi Goldberg in Zombieland? Yeah.
1: Maybe. Apparently they're just completely forgoing the like the like destitute nature. There's like thirty people in the the, the sequel. Really? A long time yeah. to find three, then he finds a lot, huh? Yeah. yeah.
0: I guess that's I like once you've spotted it, it's like when you see faces in the full patterns. implication
1: being that they've been wandering like the wasteland for ten years and these are the first people that <laughs> they've encountered. The zombie apocalypse happened in like an eight square mile radius that he just
2: decided to never leave, right? Yes,
0: <laughs> You're like, well, can't go beyond here. And then it was just, it was just that theme park. Everything's yep. fine.
2: It's kind of like The Mist.
0: Oh, yeah. Man, that is a depressing movie. Uh,
2: the story is better than the movie and does not end From the same what way. I
0: hear, okay, because the movie, Whew. you know, don't go into it expecting a getting out on the other side of it feeling happy and good.
2: You know how you normally do a Stephen with King Stephen based King? works. I where don't you know. Walk out and you're like, you feel, it's all good. You feel
0: good about like it when you're done. You're like, oh, they, they did it. They had a weird thing going on with the one
2: girl. <laughs> I was about to say. I mean, after like a kid orgy and a dead turtle, but sure, <laughs> a kid
0: orgy and a dead world turtle. Uh, what? Are, why do we like Stephen King? What are we Stephen talking King. about now?
1: <laughs> because we were all on cocaine when he like when he was on when cocaine? he broke big.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're right. The '80s was a prime time for everybody to have been on cocaine, and mm-hmm. the '70s, I guess, too. I
1: don't know. Um, so back to the point, though.
0: Sixteen minutes in, I always
2: have to look at the screen.
1: I know it's a bad
2: sign.
0: <laughs> this is what I deserve. Um, <laughs> so we're talking about Arrested Development. We had right. one episode already that yes. we talked about. We did the money in the banana stand.
2: No, no, that's what, that's we're, talking what we're talking about today. About this No, we talked about inflation and at what point a banana would actually be worth $10. Oh,
0: the banana. What could it cost,
2: Michael? What could it cost, Michael? $10? Yes. (laughs) Now we're talking about there's always money in the banana stand. Bum, bum,
0: bum. Uh, Okay. So we've done ratings and reviews.
2: We should probably do at least a plot of um, of
1: this joke.
2: Yeah, of this, yeah. like, bit, um, which sure. I will turn over to you, Damon. Yeah. As no, a absolutely. Arrested expert, if you remember our ratings. <laughs> He's which arrested. I've now given twice, and I still don't remember. So whatever yes, I said before. Whatever you times, said before. One <laughs> you <laughs> have heard and one you'll never hear. Almost.
1: What's like, great is
0: that there's, like, lost jokes.
1: They're totally made up, and we never think about them again. Um, oh, man,
0: but if someone averages them all together to tell us what our, like, each person's average rating is across all the movies, I'd be impressed. And also, sad for you. Don't spend your time like... <laughs>
2: Um, also, I can't decide if I'd feel like an arrogant asshole because I bet I'm above five or if it's like no duh because I record on things that I, I was like say, and therefore I don't record on things I don't know shit about.
0: Well, I think maybe you would be above a five. I don't know that I would because we often talk about stuff that I'm just kind of uh-huh,
2: on. Yeah, but how often do you give yourself like a one compared to how often you give yourself <laughs> like an eight?
0: I can think of like, mm, I think I probably give myself a one just about as often as I give myself an eight or a nine.
2: I bet you you're wrong, but you I think don't. so. And I don't mean that at an attack against you. I just like, like am tend I done encroaching myself. <laughs> myself?
1: I think that both those numbers are probably lower than what you're maybe holding in your head right now, though. It's true. I am a genius. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it is the children who are wrong. <laughs> so the banana stand comes from, I believe, it's a super early plot line in season one where. Um, essentially the SEC has like frozen all of the blue family assets and this very affluent family. Who is it the SEC or is it the IRS? It's the SEC. Why?
0: Yeah. Uh, they swear on TV. Is that the right? No, the I'm thinking F- FCC. The FCC.
2: <laughs> no, the SEC is like what <laughs> regulates like financial advisors. Oh and yeah. Such, uh, well, I secu- think that's the securities and exchange commission. Yes. The
1: implication being is I think like the, the crime that they've like gotten the like the thing that they have enough evidence to actually arrest him on is like some sort of financial crime well some sort of like trading oh, or Yeah, like, I guess
2: there are certain countries that are on restricted lists that you're not allowed to do business with, which is seemingly what he gets arrested for. I don't know yeah. if that's the SEC that enforces that, but it easily could be. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna trust that Rearrested did their homework well enough to know that's true.
0: Ron Howard would never lie to me.
2: Which round, Howard? (gasps) Uh,
0: (laughs) The third one in the phone book. (laughs) Uh,
1: So the SEC has frozen their assets, um, and this, like, highly affluent family is losing their goddamn minds because they can't spend at the same... uh, Reckless rate. Reckless rate they are accustomed to. Um, And in order to, like, hold the family over until they can, like, sort things out... um, George is encouraging Michael um, that there is always money in the banana stand. Michael takes that to mean that, like, the, like, very, like, metaphorically, and that, like, uh, the like, profit our of the success banana. is in our, like, foundations, and, like, oh. if you turn over, like, every, like, stone in the company, like, you'll get some money. But uh, George means that there's literally $250,000, like, s- stuffed inside the walls in of the, the, banana walls stand. In the banana stand. <laughs> um, and in the process of trying to hunt down like some financial records, Michael encounters an arsonist who he thinks that his father is hired to like burn a bunch of their documents. Um, and uh, over the course of this episode, he is also trying to get Job to send off a letter Um, that will, uh, the letter itself is a payment to their insurance company. (sighs) And ultimately Michael gives up and burns down the banana stand himself. Oh no. um, Hoping to cash in on the insurance, the insurance money. But Job spitefully threw the letter into the ocean, um, because he was mad at Michael about not trusting him to, uh, deliver on promises that he makes.
2: So he didn't deliver on a promise. Exactly. So he burns down the banana stand with $250,000 inside of it. And
1: uninsured. And no insurance money because they missed a payment, which I don't think insurance would like.
2: No, you have a, it's either a 30 or a 60 day grace period where your insurance stays in effect until, I think it's 30 days. Nice. So if you miss a payment, you have 30 days to like make it up before you're actually uninsured. Wow! Huh. But they'd still be screwed because most insurance policies, you can write something specific and different, but this is supposed to be hidden, that would defeat the purpose. Most insurance policies don't cover cash. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only cover it up to like $500 or $1,000. Even if I did,
1: I think that they would like raise an eyebrow at like multiple $100,000 stuffed in the side of your <laughs> small business.
2: Well, and if you went to them to get a $250,000 payment and you were currently had your assets frozen by the SEC, they probably wouldn't give it to you.
0: Yeah, yeah chances are good. Chances are good they'd be like, hmm, let's check into that a little bit.
2: Oh, one second.
0: I'm going to need to talk with my manager.
1: So they just wouldn't let you have... They, like, would just think that you're a bad horse to bet on right then. And, like, I imagine there's some structure for them to say, like, well, we're not going to give you that money just yet. Right? Like, you can put it in...
2: No, I mean, I would imagine they just... Yeah, I mean... There's probably a central database somewhere. In fact, I know there is, of like people you're not allowed to do business with. Oh. Um, so this is way back and way convoluted. But if you remember, very briefly, AJ and I were talking about starting an app um, that was going to do microtransactions I gave to charity. Never really did it, but... Uh, We got far enough to, like, look into some things, and if you're, like, a business that accepts any money or moves any money, you have to, like, agree and have this list of people you can't give money to,
1: Mm. Um,
2: Mm. mainly foreign nationals that they think are Terrorists. terrorists, them or organizations. But I imagine if you do business with one of those, and then they don't want you to continue doing business, they just put you on that list as an effective way of the insurance company going, I'm sure they have some... Something running in the background that says yeah. we're about to make a payout to so and so, and they and then there's a big red
1: X that whoop, comes up, whoop. and it's like them's a terrorist, yeah. don't do it.
0: Them's mm-hmm. a terrorist. George, Bluth. get back.
1: <laughs> George Bluth is an enemy of the state. <laughs> do not provide any money. <laughs> Which uh, I mean, light treason.
0: Yeah, light treason. <laughs> but
1: but it's
2: not.
0: <laughs> I mean, he doesn't get put to death. So no, it's but I mean,
1: like he in the long arc, oh yeah, it winds the, up not being at all. Yeah, because he's doing it for the U.S. government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Um,
0: okay. So that's the plot.
1: So that's the plot is basically they burned down, uh, a, they burn down a small,
0: a tiny hut, a shaped, tiny like hut a banana. <laughs>
1: shaped like a banana, full of frozen bananas <laughs> for money that they would not probably get otherwise. Cause I imagine the whole company is under scrutiny and not just George because of that. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah.
2: They'd probably put him and, uh, the rest of the company under all on this list.
0: God, that sounds like such a mess to actually go through. This show is one of those shows that, like, I watch it and I think it's very funny, but, like, thinking too much about the scenarios that they're all in makes my, like, heart race. Like, the stress of a business being under such scrutiny and, like, all of the, like... I mean, they're rich people and I don't have a lot of sympathy but like, because yeah. they're also terrible. But, um, you know, like if you were going through that yourself. I
1: think that's why like Michael's flaws get hidden so much more on the first viewing. Because he's like going you, through something so stressful. Yeah, you like washed away with like all the stress that he's experiencing. But then like the more you revisit it, the more you see that like, oh, you're making a lot of this worse. Like,
0: yeah. If you just like settle down a little bit, yeah, you wouldn't be in such trouble too. Although, you know, if, also if
1: you were a lot less like self-important and <laughs> you just admitted to yourself that you're not a lawyer, like,
0: yeah, right. <laughs> you know, he's the product of a bunch of narcissists. So it makes sense that he himself is a narcissist. Although sometimes I feel like if you're raised by a bunch of narcissists, you wind up being like a, like emotional servant, you know,
1: I think that's part of it too. Like, and that does feel very true for a lot of the way that he behaves. But, like, that, like, uh, it bites back. Like, when it does bite back for Michael, it bites back big. Yeah. And, like, he becomes the worst of them all. Like, in very, like, specific moments. God.
0: Well, no one to admire in the show, except maybe, maybe.
1: She's a go-getter. She's yeah. also a sociopath, though. She is so. a sociopath.
0: <laughs> um. <laughs> um, so our ratings are what we said they were last time, fools. Go back and listen to it again. Give us more listens. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I'll stand by that. Thanks. So I got quiet because I was thinking, oh. from one of our last researches, is a million dollars is 22 pounds. So you're talking 550 thought, pounds? I'm
0: sorry. At first I was like, wow, that exchange rate is so oh, bad.
2: <laughs> no, uh, no, and it'd be better now because Boris Johnson is a dum-dum. Oh my God. Um, no, I meant like uh, LBs. Yes. Uh, so that would be 550 pounds. That's a hefty banana stand. Do they ever move oh, yeah. it in the show?
1: Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. you went the wrong way. yeah. It's only two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh, you're right. I did so do it the wrong like way. Five oh, so sounds like of money. okay. That's fine. <laughs> Never mind. That but, makes more sense. But
0: if they're how heavy could you make a banana stand?
1: <laughs> I mean, they need a crane to get it out of the bay. When uh, I mean, it's still Although bigger than a human. That's probably more the pressure
2: of the water than it is sure. the actual heaviness of the stand. <laughs> yeah. Once
0: those, you have to like crack the window glass to be able to get out of the banana stand. If you're, you also, cut the seat belt and you crack the window, well, glass. And you got to wait
2: till you're completely
1: submerged. Right.
0: Otherwise, the pressurization is just not going to. Um,
1: um, I, I spend wonder. too much time thinking about that for a person who does not drive a car. <laughs> nor, nor live near live, water. Well... I live near water, yeah. but I don't, like, drive Boy, near,
2: like... I own a car. I don't think my car is sturdy enough to get into that water. Like, the number of,
0: <laughs> Just imagine your car tiptoeing in and be like, ooh, No, 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 cold. I just
2: want I mean, like, the number of safeguards between the water and any street in sure. Chicago. Like, oh, I think sure. my car would hit something... And promptly and stop, stop working or uh, the know. next thing it hit or the next thing it hit before it wound up in the water. I the guess like, there's
0: like some stretches where you could go pretty uninterrupted except for maybe people between the, the like, highway and the water. The I mean, the one,
1: one S curve on uh, Lake Shore. Right there, down by Oak Grand. Street oh. Is like every time that I'm like in a car going past that, I'm like, this is when I die. It's like, <laughs> we're <laughs> going to get upset. We're going to go over the wall right here. And we're like six feet from the lake. And then like. It's over. This also, though, I think that part of the lake would go
2: up to about the car's uh, top of tires. I mean, uh-huh. it would still
0: be over because we'd hit it at speed. Yeah. We'd, yeah. we'd
2: also just still flipped over a wall in our day.
0: Yeah. But. but if we survived, it wouldn't be like we drowned. Yeah. It would be yeah. like we burst into flames. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Hey, driving in a car seems dangerous. Let's s- stop that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats on buying the, the car. <laughs>
2: The robots to drive them.
0: I want the robot to take care of it I for hope me. this is
1: the last car I ever drive. That's a, ominous. I was
0: going to say, in a good way. In, in a positive that robots way. learn how to drive. And
1: that both this car lasts you like 20 years. And, <laughs> and
0: that when you're done with that car, robots are driving. I flip over driving. a wall and die. <laughs> <Yeah>. die. <laughs> the minute I'm done I with wanna that I want
2: to live car. as long as my car does. <laughs> God,
0: that's so dark.
2: Oh, boy.
0: Knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood. Um, so, banana stands. Yes. We want to talk about the money in them.
2: <laughs> boy this
1: you're I, phrasing I, though
0: I'm sorry. we did this once before and I don't remember at all we
1: talked about it as if it were an emergency fund oh because I like that's that technically you're explaining it,
2: it to each other when we're literally about to do the thing
1: <laughs> you're saying it in the past when
2: it is the listener's future Dan the second time around you're kind of superfluous So <laughs> that's fair.
0: we already know all the information Dan
2: <laughs> if you'll excuse me I'm going to drink a beer let me know when this episode's over
0: okay great <laughs> second time around you're superfluous because we dummies remembered everything you said
1: yeah it's just like all financial advice i remember like 45 of it and that's enough to, get <laughs> enough to be dangerous right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like i'm making smart decisions for now uh yeah i'm just color commentary anyway so
2: so yeah we actually broke it down several ways we broke it down as an emergency fund to figure out what their spending probably was, and that actually got us, or is going to get us, I should say, to what their business is worth.
1: Oh. Oh, I forgot that part. 45%. That's the 55%.
0: I'm sorry, listeners. This must be an aggravating experience for you. (laughs) Next episode, I'll pretend that we didn't muck it all up. Yeah.
2: We've already told them we mucked it all up Shh, for three episodes. So they don't know which There's three There's 11 and up.
0: a half minutes of cold open, and they don't know which three we fucked up. <laughs>
2: it's the next two.
0: No, Dan. <laughs> no.
2: Cut it out, Liz. We I don't. dare you.
0: Oh, no. I know you're not going to. <laughs> I'm going to put a... Leap? A William yeah, scream? A <laughs> will scream over you saying it. <laughs>
2: uh, so, yes. What we assumed, uh, as Damon correctly pointed out with his future telling powers... <laughs> Um, that we assumed this two hundred and fifty thousand dollars was an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. So then, what we assumed is that this was a idyllic emergency fund, which is six months right. of living expenses. I do remember this. Yes. Yeah. Um, now we talked about, and we can talk about again. We Boy, should this talk is about baffling again. Me. <laughs> uh, whether that is truly correct for the Bluth family, uh, or whether this was maybe more of like an emergency, like a month cash reserve. But we started out with the premise that it is six months.
0: So this is six months emergency fund for we were starting with talking it as the whole family.
1: I think that's the debate we got into. Was it, to me that feel knowing the opulence of the Bluths, I don't think that it is meant for all nine Bluths together. I remember what I talked about. Um, I think that it is more. <laughs> Would you like to answer forty five percent of it? No. (laughs) Um, I think it it is likely, uh, maybe like a six months living expense for either George himself or at most like George and Lucille. George and Lucille together. Yeah.
2: The other thing it could be is technically your emergency fund is not supposed to be six months of everything you spend your money on. Right, yeah. because if you lost your job tomorrow, you're not going to do a ton of fancy eating out and this, that, and the other thing. It's really just like paying your bills, plus or minus, you know, groceries and some other basics, but it's keep not Keep the lights
0: met- on, keep your belly full. Right.
2: I mean, if you can get to a full six months of everything, great, good for you, don't get me wrong. But even six months of bare bones is is a pretty big stretch for a lot of people, understandably so. So it's more supposed to just be like if all you needed to do was stay alive for six months, could you do it? sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so that's the other options. It could be like a
0: bare bones emergency fund
2: either for all nine or it could be a bare bones just for the two of them. Interesting. So like there's a wide range of what this could be, if that makes sense. It could be as little as bare bones for just the two of them to as much as full bore for all nine of them.
0: And so we're taking this number and we're going to blow it out to see how much the Bluth company is worth. Yes. Okay. So let's begin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Round <laughs> I, one. I, I would Fight. <laughs>
0: Fight. I would love to hear about... How much their company would be worth if this is a um, bare bones emergency fund for sure. everybody, except for maybe Michael, because he's by himself.
1: No, I mean, like. He's
0: only like back at the start of the show because his no, wife died.
1: Michael's always been there. Oh, really? I yeah. thought it
0: was like a he returned.
1: No, oh. no, Michael. No, Michael is too much of a, a martyr to like <laughs> to like go live on his own. Like, he has to suffer for his family, and that's, like, the lifeblood that he persists on. Um, I think... I think that bare bones and the blue family do not exist in the same sentence. Sure. Truly. Okay. Like, um, just because that's, like, such... The central drama of the show is them being unable to be poor.
0: But do you think that George feels that way? Yes. Oh, okay.
1: Like, I think... George may think that that sum of money is a bare bones like living expense for some some combination of his family mm-hmm. but that bare bones existence like is like in the lap of luxury otherwise sure like for, like perceptually I think for what they would wind up spending that money on okay so I don't think that it's like it's $250,000 and they pay like you know a $5,000 like um like mortgage payment on their condo and then like that's going to last them a few years. Like I think it's going to be spending like go down 20 in grand a week and like this will be gone in like two and a half months.
0: Okay. So let's talk about it. Like it's a opulent um, savings thing for just a couple months.
2: Well, again, let's go through the whole logic. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we can play with the numbers however we want. Okay. So okay. basically here's how like the math is structured. Uh, And I actually looked at it two ways. So there's, let's say it's six months of emergency, just to make the math easy. Sure. Uh, That makes a full year of expenses $500,000. Okay. Just times it by two, so pretty easy. So there's two ways we can look at this. We can assume that if they need $500,000 a year, that they are drawing down from a portfolio that is generating money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So they have some large amount of wealth that is generating money. We've talked about this before of the four percent rule is a pretty good give or take. You can draw four percent and it'll more or less last forever. Some people have argued it should be a little lower, some people have said a little higher, but you get the idea. So if that was the case, you need a portfolio of twelve and a half million okay. to generate five hundred thousand uh, dollars a year. A year.
1: For the two hundred and fifty for six to be months. six months. Yeah. Okay.
2: Right. Seems
0: modest for them, maybe.
1: Yeah. I mean twelve and a half. Yeah. Um.
2: Again, I think the more modest number is that they're only spending $500,000 a year. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yes, I mean.
1: But that's assuming that the, the 12 million figure is static instead of, like, they run a business that right. has revenue and earns money year over year. Right,
2: and so that's the other way to look at this. So what I did on that one is I looked at a bunch of companies uh, of the similar style that are called REITs. Oh, so yeah. REITs are real estate investment trusts. So a little bit of background here: we've talked about mutual funds and and such, which is a bunch of stocks, all kind of in the same bucket that you buy, so you have diversification. Mm-hmm. REITs are basically that for real estate. So. Hmm. Unlike a stock, I mean, a stock can still be very expensive. There are thousand dollar stocks. There's hundred thousand dollar stocks. Only one that I can think of, but there are. So it's, (laughs) um, it's Berkshire half.
0: Oh, okay. I was going (laughs) to ask.
2: I saw it in your eyes. Um, And so, like, it's still very hard for most people. If let's say the average stock is two fifty, and that's probably high, but it's still hard for the average person to get a lot of diversification. But that problem is uh, multiplied when it comes to real estate. Right? You can't spend $250,0, Excuse me. You can't spend two hundred and fifty dollars to get interest in a real, in a real estate deal, sure. right? These are tens to hundreds of thousand dollar deals, not only for individual homes, but especially if you're talking about commercial property, right? If you wanna buy a mall or you wanna buy a hotel or you wanna buy an office building and rent it out, those are gonna be big time money transactions. Big time. Um, so what REITs do is they are the exact same basically as a mutual fund where they take uh, my $50, your $50, Damon's $100, whatever.
0: Ooh, a high roller.
2: Yeah. Uh, and they combine them all, and then they buy interest in a bunch of different real estate, and you get a portion of that, if that makes sense. So you get the interest from it. You own it. If the buildings go up in value, it goes up, although less frequently because it's harder to value. But certainly, as cash flows come in, you get a portion of that. Okay. Uh, and just like mutual funds, that come all different flavors. So there can be general ones. They well, just buy whatever, but there can be ones that are specifically office buildings or one that are specifically for homes or ones that are specifically for hospitals or, you know, whatever specific areas of the country, specific cities. Like, they come in all different
1: flavors.
0: So who would be who who would be engaging in, like, a, any Josh Moe could be... Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Like a mutual fund. Like, I can
1: pull up Vanguard right now and go find yep. like, a REIT, a for REIT yourself. to purchase. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and it's just
2: another form of diversification, right? When... We talked about, in general, when stocks go up, bonds go down, and vice versa, mm-hmm. real estate tends to work a little bit differently than both of them. So it's just another way that if, you know, to as things... To keep your money moving in yep. a positive direction. Yep. And or at least cushion the fall when other things trend negatively, right? Sure. Um, so it's just a less uh, correlated, if you will, stream of, of money. So... But yeah, anybody can really go and buy these... Um, and kind of get real estate exposure, which is also good because even if you are wealthy enough to do real estate investing, real estate investing is very idiosyncratic. It has very specific risks. So, I mean, stocks have this too. If Congress tomorrow banned any uh, beverage that had more than 10 grams of soda, that's going to hurt Coke more than it's going to hurt IBM, certainly, right? There are specific risks to individual companies, but real estate, it gets really, really specific. If the city of Chicago property prices in general go up, great. But if you're the one condo where they build a sewage treatment plant next to it, you're SOL, Uh. Mm -hmm. and that's kind of that, Mm -hmm. right? And there's a lot of times nothing that will ever change that or it will be a very long time horizon
1: before whatever the negative thing that happened unhappens to that investment. I mean, like, your condo building can burn down, but if you're, like, one one one-thousandth of, like, Apple caught on fire, like, it wouldn't matter. Basically. Yeah, I mean, you own a piece of a
2: company and that company can sell globally and all sorts of other things. If their CEO keeled over tomorrow, there would be somebody who could step up into the place. But, you know.
0: Tim Cook's doing fine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Seems to be. But, you know, if you own a hospital and they build a super hospital across town, twice as big and twice as modern. E. Yeah. Down, down the chute. Right. So that's where REITs again come in because they own a hundred hospitals and a hundred different cities. And yeah, that one does poorly, but the other one is the new modern one in a different city. Right. Like,
0: is that beneficial to the properties themselves too? Like in a more specific way than someone just like directly investing in them? Like, cause I imagine that if you were directly investing in something and it tanked, you might want to pull your money back out. Um, it
2: depends in a lot of ways. Um, it depends on how closely they're related to. So let's say for example, so yes and no, uh, Because I can argue it both ways. Let's say McDonald's takes all the ground under their restaurant.
0: (laughs) Turns it into burgers. (laughs) And
2: (laughs) and turns around and sells it to uh, a REIT. They package it all as a REIT. Okay. And they say, hey, now McDonald's, the corporation, is renting from this REIT. And if you want just the land value, you can invest in McDonald's land, quote unquote. Well, that's great. But McDonald's now doesn't have to pay property taxes on that, Mm. which is good for them, Mm -hmm. right? And doesn't have to do upkeep and doesn't have to do a lot of other things and isn't at risk of this neighborhood went up, down, left, right, whatever. However, what if this rent decides to raise the rents on all the McDonald's that were Uh. previously not paying rent, right? They now have variable costs. They're dealing with somebody else. What if Burger King comes in and says, hey, we want the 10 most valuable McDonald's franchises and we'll pay you double to move into them. Hmm. You no longer control that, right? Right. So you give up control. Um, And so it probably depends on the business. I mean, McDonald's actually, all joking aside, there's been a bunch of case studies that say the thing McDonald's is really the best at is property. Oh. Their restaurants are fine. Their food is fine. Their supply chain is better than average in terms of cost and whatever, whatever. But... Really, they are very good at finding the best places to put McDonald's and putting them there.
0: Oh, I never really thought about that, but you're right. They're, like, always in kind of convenient locations and uh, in a centralized area where lots of people are going to be. And
2: Yeah, you don't find a lot of McDonald's, like, off the beaten path. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they tend to get primo locations and sit on them for many, 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 many years. Yeah. So if you restrict that ability, right? Like I mean, again, if you have the best burger place in the world, but you're off a highway that three cars drive down, you're SOL, right? Right, so you like, get
0: that cult status, but you don't get that money.
2: Right, <laughs> so yeah. it really depends on the company whether it makes sense for something else to own the property or not,
0: mm-hmm.
2: if that makes sense. Okay. Um, it also depends on where you are in the cycle, right? Like if I started a small business tomorrow, I probably can't buy a the lot. best piece of property. Yeah. So yeah. I would rather rent something high end and then maybe if my business does well or enough, I turn around and buy it from whoever owns it and then it's mine forever. right? Sure. But like I know some insurance agents, for example, who have done that, who they started renting their place and then when they became established and wealthy, they bought that building and now they own it and maybe even rent some of it out to other tenants. But like you don't do that starting out with 10 grand in your pocket and a prayer that your marketing budget will, will work. Sure. Right? So yeah. some of it is also where you are in the cycle. Okay, so
0: interesting, thank you.
2: What? How respectful. What? I mean, not that you're not normally, it's just like a weird, like, <laughs> oh, you really, thank you for this education. You really Class, <laughs> hey, any questions? All right, dismissed. Interesting, <laughs> suck it,
0: Dan, now back to work. <laughs> uh,
1: back to the salt mine. <laughs> I have a question about REITs, just like from sort of like a usability like standpoint. Yeah. So like, say that I own like a portion of a REIT, mm-hmm. um, like, is that going to, you know, like, I log into Vanguard, I buy a portion of REIT, like mm-hmm. it's just gonna look like this any other mutual fund, basically. Like it's just going to on like last week of December, it's gonna dump the like the dividend for the year in there and then I never think about it. Or is it more like I don't know, like does it come more in like fits and starts like as things get bought and sold, or is it like No.
2: Um so yeah, a couple of things. So not all mutual funds necessarily pay at the end of the year, but like the dividends don't generally get that spotty. They generally have enough of a surety. They kind of do like a lot of mutual funds or even companies when they offer dividends do, which they say, we could probably do $5, but uh, there's a chance this will be a bad year and we can only do four. So they really just offer four. And on the good years, they just take the extra and reinvest it into something. Okay. No, a lot of them don't do a ton of buy and selling. And even if they do, no, they tend to be enough properties that they're pretty stable. The only thing that's a little different is how they're valued is a little different. So you'll still see it just in like they're $10, now they're $12, now they're $8, now they're whatever. But it's harder to value real estate and it's harder to do it often um, just because the stock price at the end of the day, the stock price is what it is. But, you know, an apartment building is probably not any different today than it was yesterday. And even if it is, are you going to have somebody come out and look at it and be like, it's the
0: same. An appraiser every day. Right.
2: Um, So occasionally for poorly run ones, you might see odd jumps. And I believe I'm not an expert in REIT, so I'd have to go back. I think there is a rule on how long they can let things go before they're revalued. Um, But, again, it really depends on how big it is. Right. If they own 10 properties and one goes up by 10%, you're going to see a sizable jump. If they own 1,000 and one goes up by 10%, it's not really going to be that yeah. noticeable. So it really depends on how concentrated the REIT is. But in general, I would say for 90% of things, it's going to look totally normal to an average mutual fund. Um, you might have to look a little bit into the tax situation on some of them um, because sometimes they can be taxed a little bit differently because that gain is like a... a Something sold can be a little different as a real estate as opposed to a stock. Um, Got to look at interest rates because they react a little bit more to interest rates, kind of like bonds more than stocks. Mm-hmm. Um, but like in general, the mechanisms work very similar to a mutual fund.
1: Okay,
0: interesting, cool. Thank you, Dan. I'll just saying thank you. <laughs> thank you. There you go. I You're now
1: welcome. expect it after everything. <laughs> So what does this mean for the Bluths, Dan?
0: Yeah, Dan, tell us about the Bluths.
2: Uh, So I will say, a REIT is probably not the perfect example to use for them because they're more of a developer than like an investor in properties. But it's a pretty good proxy, so we're going to use it, and there we are. Um, Because there's a lot easier to find information on REITs than like 100 developers.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah, don't add us. We do this for free. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) You want to pay, I'll do deeper, deeper research. Um, Anyway, so what I did was I took a bunch of REITs. And I looked at their market caps, which we've talked about before, just how many shares are out versus the price of the share, how much they're worth. And then I looked at what's called their free cash flow. So not how much revenue they generate, not even technically how much profit you get because that's kind of a, uh, more of an accounting number than it is a real number. But this is actually like cash thrown off of the business because in theory, if the Bluths either ran a REIT or were beneficiaries of a REIT, they'd be looking at what they can spend in cash right so if your net profit is 10 million but you only take home 2 million in cash then tough shit yeah right? like yeah um so what i did is i looked at liz loves it when i do this one two three four <laughs> five six seven i looked at seven reets she um, loves it
0: because that's so many <laughs> How thrill.
2: and he looked at i looked at the mark he looked at dan then, then looked and at then dan did. <laughs> and then he lost his mind um oh, people did. are gonna think I already had my kid because I'm like all over the place this episode. I'm not even that tired yet. It's gonna this get rough out there. The
0: lead up but the lead up is a lot. You know, I imagine yeah. it's like a roller coaster, right? Like we just climb up seems like the scariest bit, but then once you're doing it, it's all just poop from there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Poop and vomit. I mean, poop and vomit. At this you point know? you've had terrible sleep habits for thirty years. So, so like yeah, right. what's once a kid another, gonna do? Just
0: adding some screaming, some poop and some vomit like a regular roller coaster and you'll be fine. Yeah. All right, do that
1: college. Yeah. They're all fine though.
2: You're
0: all ready to do it.
2: But anyway, so I looked at these seven, I looked at their market caps, and then I looked at what their cash flow was, (laughs) basically to try to get a margin. So, for every dollar of market cap, how much cash did they generate? Okay. basically Mm -hmm. the fancy way I'm going to say it. And across all of them, um, they averaged out to 7.7%. So, they generate about $7 of cash for every $100 of... Market cap of a value that sounds sure. like
0: a pretty good, like yeah. turn, right? Like it's not bad. It depends yeah. on the
2: industry, right? Restaurants will never generate right. this much. I think um, I
0: always compare it to what we've talked about like with restaurants. Oil companies
2: will generate a whole lot more. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, for now, anyway. Yeah, depends <laughs> on depends on who you are. And this, I will admit, I mean, it has as low as three point nine and as high as fifteen. So probably depends. Some of them are just more efficient. Some of them may own types of property that are more. Uh, cash flow yeah. positive than yeah. others. Some might be in different cycles because a lot of times you buy a property because there's such a big upfront investment. It doesn't generate a lot of cash while you fix it up. Sure. And then you run with that for 15 years. Maybe you pay off a mortgage and it generates more cash. So like. Remind me, we got to talk about the windy city rehab lady and okay.
0: the, the properties that she's buying and she's like getting in trouble oh, in the city. Like
2: banned or something yeah.
0: like that. Yeah. She's like, cause she doesn't do a good job. <laughs> she just buys up all these properties and then never sells them. <laughs> And doesn't do a good job renovating them. Anyway, putting you on blast, what's your face?
1: <laughs> Please don't sue us.
0: Please don't sue us. I don't remember your name even. <laughs> can you so this can't for be something
1: that's like in this. A I, fact? It, it, never in mind. Paper. You can absolutely be sued for something that I read in the Sun-Times. But, yeah. like, <laughs> uh, but then we sue the Sun-Times and it all works
2: out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <gasps> we'll be millionaires. Subrogation.
2: We've talked about it before. Go back and listen to other episodes. Um, Which one? I don't know. One of them. Yeah. That's I've when, heard that word before. That's a yeah. That's <laughs> when uh, insurance companies go after somebody else's insurance company.
0: Oh, we've talked about
2: that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, like, if I, if somebody hits my car, my insurance company pays me because that's their job, but then they sue. Like, let's say I have State Farm. State Farm pays me, then State Farm sues, not sues, but, I mean, they could, but they go after GEICO to say, pay up because we paid our person, even though it's your person's fault.
0: We did that with vacation.
2: Sure. Yeah. Something.
0: Anyway, listen, listen to more of been our like episodes. Like hundred of these damn things we <laughs>
2: talked about at some point. Just go back and listen to all of them one at a time right now, and eventually you'll hear that three word three or four yeah.
0: times through listening for that
2: word. <laughs> <laughs> Backwards at high speed. Uh huh. Um, so, assuming seven point seven percent, if they need to get uh, five hundred thousand dollars a year out of this company, then their business has to be worth $6 six million, six point four nine million specifically. Oh, okay. Not a bad size, yeah, for an individual business, and very possible for a reit, pretty darn small, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's what it would just—that's what it would be. Just but again, be. now we know the math. So the math is how many months, how much expense. We can tweak that to figure out how many people, and then at four percent it'll be something. At seven point seven percent it'll be something else. So that's whether we it's that wealth in a portfolio or the value of their business.
0: Okay. Okay. Hmm. So now we can get into the, like, who this money is for.
2: Go nuts, kids. Oh, man, I love
0: this. Okay, so assuming that it is for a a generous amount of living for just a couple months, is that what you were thinking?
1: I think the best argument here, based on the blues habit of spending, I think that it is likely a sum just for Either just George or George and Lucille. Okay. I don't think that any of the kids are seeing this 250000
0: Do you think it's a year's expenses? Or a year's worth of money to live on?
1: No, I think it's actually more like... Mm-hmm. I can see it being like three months, <laughs> maybe. Okay. Like...
0: So what if it's three months' expense for just him...
2: Well, if it's three months' expense for him. So if it's three months' expense, Uh as you would imagine, everything doubles. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Sure. (laughs) Six months.
1: Math. Three months. Yeah. So (laughs) now the company is worth $12 million. Almost 13. Okay, okay. It's like six and a half, basically.
0: I could do that math. There's times where you're like, hey, Liz, do this math in your head. And I'm like, no.
2: (laughs) However, if that is just for them and the business supports, what would that be? Seven other people?
1: Yeah. There's nine blues all together. Yeah.
2: So we would multiply that by, what, nine divided by seven? Am I doing that right? Well, let's just, so if that's for two divided by two times nine <laughs> is an easier way to do that. <laughs> uh, let me put. make sure that that worked. So that would make the company worth $58 million. Okay. That seems okay. more robust yeah and again um, looking at a lot of these reITs that I pulled the smallest one is actually 48 million um, there's another one that's like 70 so that's not an unreasonable amount I mean I have one here that's as much as 16 billion so like they get
1: beefy being. yeah yeah so this
2: would still be on the small side I would say a lot of them I would say average 100 to like one billion uh, 100 million to a billion um, but this would be a much more reasonable size I would think yeah yeah um, and that could potentially support all of them. and that would be just so we're also thinking about it in all the different ways. If it's three months of expense for George and Lucille, that would mean they spend a million dollars annually. annually, which would mean every person would spend about 500,000 in the blue family is the math the way I just did the math.
1: That feels.:
0: Based on the way that they right, like recklessly throw money around.
1: I also know that it, that's not, like, evenly distributed either. No. You know, like, it's definitely more, I think, like, Job and Lindsay. Like, and is Tobias
0: part of that count? Because I don't imagine he nine. sees any of the money.
1: He sees it through Lindsay, though. Right, but she and only spends it on herself. She does, but, I mean, like, he's been, he's unemployed the entire time in the series, and you get the impression that he was not a very um, Successful prolific actor. No, he was uh, he was an anarapist. Oh, first. the yeah. um <laughs> before um, he uh, before the series began. Mm, so, that's right. Yeah. Plus, I would guess.
2: Let's say they're getting what is that? Five hundred thousand times nine. So four point five million. If I'm doing my math right, real quick.
1: For the nine of them. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I would guess it splits something like two million for the parents. And the rest, uh, I'm just ballparking here, but something like 50%. 750000
1: for each kid. A smaller amount for yeah, each
2: person. Yeah, some like 50% to the to the parents with trickle down to the kids. Sure. Yeah. I mean, to be clear. Trickle a down, very generous trickle down. More money than I'll ever have to spend in a year <laughs> in my life. Uh, but trickle down in that I doubt it's so democratic that the parents give up from their st- standard of living to subsidize their kids that much.
1: I would also not be surprised if it's like not necessarily like in like lump sums like that. Not like lump sums, but like I don't imagine it's doled out like like they don't all get a check or something. I think it's all very like on demand for like what each child needs, which would explain like uh, like you know Michael makes a big deal out of buying a car, which like you know even if. I don't know, even if he's spending like the most ludicrous amount of money, like I think a person with seven hundred fifty thousand dollars a year would find room for
0: a car, a car
1: in yeah, there somewhere. You that's know. fair.
0: He wouldn't have to drive the stair lift thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, well, again, this is after their assets are frozen. Oh, that's right. So yeah. this money dries up. Oh, there. that's true too. That's true. Right. Yeah. So remember, remember a lot that. of his uh, money, and now he may have been receiving money, but a lot of his money troubles, like all of their money troubles, come after. After their assets are frozen, yeah. So this four point five million presumably dries up real quick. And, and if you're Michael spending be- four point five million a year, this well, we figure this out. This would be this. W- let's say you continue to split the two fifty amongst all the people. Mm-hmm. And it ain't gonna last long. No, no, no.
0: Here's what I think. And I don't know that you can actually do any kind of useful math with this, but what I think is that that money in the banana stand is for George to like escape a problem, like one singular problem, and that it's not like any kind of a long-term solution it's at all bug out
1: bag yeah. effectively
0: yeah well and it's just for him and he's only told michael about it because
1: and there's a passport in that bag as well yes
0: there's a passport and a couple of like groucho marks
1: glasses yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean that the makes sense with the yeah <laughs> because like george's like modus operandi there is to like disappear to like a low cost of living like uh locality or switch places with like, his twin brother uh that's how he delays the the tail because Oscar uh Oscar's in jail for some amount of time any time that George tries to do that um but uh yeah i think that a i don't think that the 250,000 in the banana stand is like the only thing like that that exists no i think he's and got
0: I, like ron swanson's sort of pockets of cash everywhere, buried everywhere
1: yeah yeah I think so. And I think, it, I think it is just like, it's to get him to like the Cayman Islands and that's it.
0: Yeah, I don't like, think he thinks about his kids very much at all. No. In terms of, well, I mean, he does light treason. <laughs> I don't think you do that if you're thinking
2: about your kids. No,
1: he does it all for the family. Oh, I see. I was about to say. Or
2: you, you argue or you that you're do doing it, it for the family. Exactly, which I don't for know. the family. It's true. Mm. It does make me think, though, this ties in pretty good to the other Arrested Development episode because if these kids are in fact just coming to them with needs for money to the tune of $750,000 a year, uh, it would make sense that the mom had no concept of what things cost.
0: Especially if they, like, talked it up, like they because needed that huge amount of money for a thing right, that relatively doesn't cost that much. Yeah.
2: They're like, oh, I need a new car. Can you give me, like, $150,000? <laughs> and so in her mind, that's what a car costs, and it's just because they want a car and then also want to, like, pad out their spending account or what have You know what I mean? Like, so suddenly things kind of lose their relative value sure Mm -hmm.
0: especially if like you don't have to worry about running out of money generally you don't have to think about that at all man what a life right what a filthy life
2: (laughs) what is it i said the other day is it still true if you spent a thousand dollars between uh the birth of christ and now every day you still wouldn't have spent a billion (sighs) dollars
0: no ethical billionaires burn Jeff Bezos at the stake. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I was just, so like three podcasts I have been listening to of late, like talked about the revolution or the uprising Eating or the like whatever effectively, but they didn't say it quite so gruesomely uh-huh. in my head. I was like, this is entering the zeitgeist in a way that like started funny <laughs> and is like started to become like a foregone conclusion in a way that I'm like, Are we all still joking. Did they do the area 51 too? <laughs>
0: oh yes very f- wait that's not a French accent I was <laughs> saying,
2: where in France are you from oh the
1: yeah n- very funny all those French of people <laughs> this is
2: the north the way every north. country's got a north
1: yeah. <laughs> um, no Literally that's in like, September
2: yeah. oh that like, they're going in September it was on Mabim Bam and it was on something else I was listening to there's
0: been a couple of podcasts I've been listening to have all mentioned like an eat the rich style
2: like oh Which, this first is of all TM, 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 right. TM. yeah we said first step off our turf
0: I think that maybe the French did. Say Again, it first.
1: I think 19th century France has some <laughs> words for you. Oh on yeah, that trademark. here
0: we are in France. <laughs> Let's eat the <to> rich. <laughs> and they're like, hey, Gunter, you're not from here, are you? <laughs> what makes you say act? <laughs> Do you guys want to go get the pitchforks? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh man! I've got a
0: great mustard. You should try. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Europe was a very fluid place until like the the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, anyway, so, so, it's, so it's not on yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. That's just what
0: French people sounded like then, guys. That's uh, so yeah.
1: what I'm gonna say every time I
2: do a bad anything in Europe accent. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, well, you know, up to like a hundred years the ago, time. those borders weren't really set.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I never read it in English. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, So do we have anything uh, more to talk about with this other than that we should eat the rich and start with Jeff
2: Bezos and work our way down? (laughs) Let's leave Bill Gates for last.
0: Yeah, and Warren Buffett seems fine.
2: Yeah, he does less charitable acts, I feel like. But he still might not be as public. And yeah, he has promised to give all but some, I will say. Startlingly high amount of wealth, but startlingly low percentage of his net worth away, if that makes sense. He's keeping, I should say. Oh, oh, like yeah. But he's giving to his kids. kids a very small percentage of his net worth. Which would still which set still all like, of us up for yeah, life. A yeah. shocking <laughs> amount of wealth. <laughs> yeah. But it does mean that he's giving billions
1: and billions and billions away when he kicks it, admittedly.
0: God. Um so I'm listening to you. This is very off-topic. Which feels a lot know.
1: more genuine than Bill Gates saying that, considering like we probably have another 30 years of Bill Gates. And like No, we've- but here's what I will say about that. Bill Gates, not that he's suffering,
2: to be clear. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson, I don't remember when he did it or what it, the exact number wound up being, but it was like, if I, he, he like had an analogy. He was like, I won't stop and pick up a penny. I won't stop and pick up a nickel. I won't stop and pick up a dime. I only stop for a quarter. And then he calculated his net worth to, like, Bill Gates, and he's like, which means Bill Gates should only stop and pick up $100,000, otherwise it's not worth his effort, and the risk that he might fall and bump his head. <laughs> or some stupid number like that. $100,000. Uh,
0: What's this bottle of money doing here? That's the trick, though. If he reaches down to pick it up, it's definitely attached to, like, a fishing line it's going to, like, zip him off. <laughs>
2: damn it Bezos no (laughs) Uh, but I will say not that he is hurting in any way but he is no longer the richest person in the world he's actually I think third now did he do that on purpose well he didn't do it on purpose but if he had not given away as much of his wealth as he has he would still be the richest person in the world so clearly that is not a thing that bothers him granted when you're no longer the richest and you still have like eighty billion dollars, who cares? Yeah, I, I'm crying uh, crocodile tears over there. Yeah, but, and
0: it sort of feels like a why do you want to win that game? Like
2: Jeff Bezos does, though.
0: I know, and that's like there was a lot of reports about so him weird. being like
2: all upset about like if his divorce was going to take him from number one or not.
0: He's like that guy in Silicon Valley. who's obsessed with the like three commas in his net worth. He's like covered his house in like decor. Had,
1: Two commas. Two commas. Yeah.
2: Oh. Um, I think this but, guy just. I think Bezos just wants to win. Yeah. And this is how he keeps score. Yeah. Which is sick that that's how he keeps score, but I think that's what it is. I yeah. think he doesn't care about the money. Although I mean, I don't think he wants to be poor.
0: I mean, but at this point, but, he doesn't have to care about the money, right? right like he just all. like do
2: whatever. Yeah. yeah. There's
1: literally he could couldn't spend it all if he tried. <laughs> further than most people in human history, and still be like incredibly well off. Yeah. If he fell 99% ground, ground. like (laughs) if
2: he fell 99%, he'd be in the 1%. Yeah.
0: He could like take the entirety of the Rolling Stones, like drug and life experience and mash it into one year of bad choices and still be totally fine.
1: In fairness, he wants to shoot himself into space and like live on his like star destroyer that he's building out there. (laughs) So, but that's how, you know, he has too much money that he can literally, literally.
2: Yeah. If you're talking Darth Vader (laughs) as much as he wants going into goddamn space,
0: yeah, and that's true. Still, still be insane. If you rich. have enough money that you can, like, realistically start a space program, you yeah, should Yeah, you can get to Mars stop.
2: before the US government because you have that much money. Yeah. Maybe you don't need that much Maybe money. Maybe you don't need that money.
0: Elon Musk wants to die on Mars, but he he doesn't mean like on impact. He wants to like live there and die.
2: I was about to say I can help him die on Mars. <laughs> it's
0: pretty easy to die on Mars if you just aim there hard enough.
2: <laughs> yeah, pack a bunch of food in a one way rocket and just kind of don't chew. figure out the landing. Yeah, so I think Jeff Bezos is worth roughly 120 billion. Aww. So if he lost 99 percent of his wealth, he'd be worth 1.2 billion. <laughs> Which, so-
1: assuming
2: he got a, a rule of four. Means he could spend $58 million a year.
0: How much do you think he spends on himself a year?
2: Well, self-care, Liz. I'm not here to judge. Well, fair.
0: <laughs> he has to keep that head real shiny.
2: <laughs> he has to do the Elon Musk de-aging program. Right,
0: where you get dipped into a vat of virgin blood.
2: Well, have you seen Elon Musk like while he was at PayPal versus Elon Musk now?
0: Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. He, he looks younger, but not in a way that you feel safe standing around. It's okay. all them blood yeah, boys. Yeah. yeah. He, Peter
2: <laughs> Thiel drinks the blood of the youth. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's like... Th- <laughs> See, when you try to look younger, you do, but you also look like you did it through nefarious ways.
1: Like you wouldn't want to be too. You look like you tried to
2: look younger. Yeah, and it's not a good look.
1: Honestly, it's better than.
2: Also, when we kill the rich, can we start with Peter Thiel? Sorry. Yeah, I just obviously. If the world shippered. ends tomorrow, he is going to be that guy who's running Mad Max. Like, aren't
0: they? Well, there was some article I was reading was saying that a lot of rich people are talking now about like if global warming, when global warming, uh, bunkers in New Zealand. Yeah, but then they're like talking about the people that they will have guarding those bunkers and how much they'll need to pay them to actually ensure that they'll take care of them. <laughs> and if you pay them too much, then there's no incentive for them to keep watching you because they're set for life, so they'll just like turn
2: on you. It's one of my favorite 30 Rock episodes where uh, Jack Donaghy gets robbed uh, and he realizes that the cops aren't looking out for him because they're poor. So he wants to start a, so they're not looking out for the rich. So he wants to start a police force where the starting salary is $1 million. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: man. Uh, Let's go talk about something more joyful.
0: Cool. Thanks for listening to Make Believe Money.
1: Boy, you've never listened to one of our episodes. I'm
0: sorry we always talk about the world. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, ruining all your favorite shows with real facts. <laughs>
2: the
1: next episode is about student loans, so like... Listen, oh, though. Yeah. Let's buckle up. Oh, I forgot about that.
2: Uh, listen, though. Billionaires are terrible. Yeah. But I think we can all agree. Let's turn our chairs around and rap, kids. I think we can all agree. The real villains of this story are people who eat grapes in the
0: goddamn grocery <laughs> store. We have, we have a hard rule. Nazis. <laughs> and uh, what was your other one?
1: Dip dip Dip.
0: Nazis people who do dip and uh people people who eat grapes in the grocery store
1: then after that there's billionaires and then billionaires you know billionaires probably go to the vineyard and just eat the grapes off of the vine there ew don't eat wine
0: grapes those are gross (laughs) i'm
1: fine with that you want to pick an apple off a tree and eat it you go for it man
0: nothing has ever been so disappointing as a
2: bag at the store i'll punch you in the
0: (laughs) (laughs) taint (laughs) i wasn't gonna say it i did <laughs> um, oh. when I was a kid growing up my uh, neighbor friend across the way her parents had like a mini vineyard like of just a bunch of grape barbers and I was like holy crap grapes we could just eat on off a thing and she was like you can and I ate one and it was a wine grape and it was not it's not a good grape to They're eat yeah no. growing up in
2: in Illinois you learn go like three rows into a cornfield <laughs> that was the cow grapes <laughs> because yeah. well, most of the cornfields are actually feed corn. Sure. But even the sweet ones, they tend to do like two or three rows of feed corn around because people from like other areas. To stop those clever areas, New Yorkers from Yeah, come there. in and they're like, corn! And then they take a bite and you're like, yeah, that's seed corn. Dumb yeah, dumb. fool.
0: You crunched your tooth. <laughs> Tastes like dirt. Thanks for listening. To Make believe money. I've been Liz.
2: I've been Damon. I've been Dan.
0: As always, rate us and review us on Apple podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Thanks to our composer, Charles E Miller for her music. It was so nice seeing her recently. She's in LA doing great. Um, uh, email us your thoughts, feelings, and, um, which rich person you'd eat first <laughs> and how you'd serve them at make believe funny podcast,
2: your family recipe for the rich
0: based generously roast for five and a half hours. Um, uh, Yeah podcast at gmail.com. Rate us and review us. I covered all the bases. I think I recorded this one right. We'll see. Okay, bye.
2: It's another of my favorite 30 Rock jokes. This is an old family recipe, but instead of Union soldier meat, I use pork. <laughs> <laughs>